0: Hey, Go Church family, this is Gilbert. Welcome back to our podcast for week three of ABLE. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hattable.
1: You know, I couldn't wait till week three. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so glad to be here in, in this, uh, this podcast. Thank God. Thank he God. He helps us more than we know.
0: He makes us able he to do what we're able. doing. Yes. And that's what we're talking about this month. We're talking about a series that we called ABLE. We titled Abel. And what's good is that although this is week three, this is not the last time we talk about Abel because in July we have we're gonna continue this series and we're gonna talk about Abel too. But in this month, we've been talking about Abel through and the fact that God is able, so he makes us able. So we are able through Jesus, we are able through God the father and now we're going to talk about being able through the holy spirit Hallelujah. but first i want to talk about what the purpose is of this series we want everyone to go church to grow in confidence that god is able to equip and furnish them for every good work
1: glory to god
0: is that a bible verse
1: <laughs> i believe that is second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8.
0: at this point we should all know it by heart we've been going through this scripture and you know what let me let me go back and read it so 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work.
1: You know, that's, that verse in the voice translation says, God is ready to overwhelm you with more blessings than you could ever imagine, so that you'll always be taken care of In every way, and, 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 you'll have more than enough to share. Praise God. Glory to God. God is ready to overwhelm me with more blessings than I could ever imagine, so that I'll be taken care of in every way, and, and I'll have more than enough to share i believe that that is true about me
0: that's true about me as well praise god you know so this is what we've been really building on the last two weeks so i'm just going to recap real quick about what we've been talking about we took the scripture in uh, second corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 which says the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the communion of the holy spirit be with you all amen and we see this, we see that, you know, every week we've been talking about how these different elements actually make us able and how God makes us able through these three different people, which is the same person, but a different, a different side of God each time. So we see that, you know, when we talk about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we talked about the fact that God sent his only son, himself, Jesus, to earth to live as a man and to accomplish a specific plan. And that plan was to take away the sins of the world as the lamb of God, which, you know, who shed his blood for us. And that is what we see as him having created a covenant or him having entered a covenant with us because of what Jesus did.
1: You know, the truth of that makes me want to throw my hands up and just start worshiping the Lord. And Praise God. In, in Revelation, you know, we see the, the song, what I call the songs of Revelation. And what are they? He is worthy. Because when you start, when you really take time to look at what Jesus did in making that covenant for us, making us able to stand in the presence of God, not just to stand in the presence of God, but to, to be seated at his right hand. Yeah, It makes you want to just throw your hands up and say, worthy is he who was slain. Right. Praise God. Worthy is he. He is worthy. T- took away the, the sins of the world. I mean, nobody could do what Jesus did. And he did it for me.
0: Hey, he did it for me too. Man, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> it's just,
1: it's so, it, it's so big and so rich to look into the love of God demonstrated in the gospel
0: of Jesus. It makes me want to tell people. <laughs> that's what we're doing.
1: <laughs> that is what we're doing.
0: <laughs> so, so that's literally how he made us able. He yeah. made us able through covenant with him through the cutting of covenant that you you know you described and bringing us into a place where now we have equal access equal rights to Jesus. Yeah. And then we went further and we talked about the love of God the Father. The love of God the Father is revealed by the promises that he made to us. So because we're in covenant now we see promises as belonging to us. Yeah. So we talked about this last week where God, the father made us exceeding great and precious promises that we have access to through covenant and they belong to me.
1: And one of those promises was the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's good. Jesus said, it is good for you. He said, imagine being one of the disciples. uh, That. That, you know, you're you're seated there in the upper room and Jesus says, you can see, like, if you read John 14, 15, and 16, he's excited about this. He said, it is good for you that I go away. Wh- what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be good? He said, if I go away, the Holy Spirit is going to come. To make his home in you. The, uh, Acts chapter 2 describes the Holy Spirit as the promise. That we have the ability to receive. It's what was promised in covenant to Abraham. And now. We're the temple of the living God. Because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me and you. That's That's so much bigger than. Than I understand right now with my mind, I, honestly, it is yeah. what Paul called in Ephesians 3, the love of God that passes knowledge. Right.
0: Of course. I mean, in, in 1 John, we see that he who lives in me is greater than he who is in the world. Yes. If that's not ability, If that's not him making me able, then what is... That's exactly
1: right. Smith Wigglesworth, who is in heaven now, um, was a a minister. He said, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's reality, though. It is. It is reality. It's it's actually, I am unquantifiably bigger on the inside. Because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Right. And he makes me able.
0: Praise God. You know, so going back to that scripture in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, we talked about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about the love of God, the Father. And then it says, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So remember we, we had a whole series about fellowship called yeah. good company. Yeah, And basically fellowship means to hold something together in common, right? So if I have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I'm holding something together in common. Yeah. So everything that God put in my hands is also in the Holy Spirit's hands. To
1: go back to uh, the good
0: company message,
1: it is fellowship is working together, sharing in covenant. The the Holy Praise Spirit, God. yeah. His his primary work in the earth today is to establish the covenant promises of god in and through me and you yeah praise god
0: you know you mentioned uh, john 16 where where jesus says you know it's good that i go away and be with my father because i'll send you another helper so that word helper is re- again uh, quite cheapened when it's translated mm-hmm. but it is First of all, in Greek, it's the word parakletos. Yes. Uh, and that implies advocate, counselor, comforter, intercessor. But you know, what's interesting is that when it was translated, there's also a similar word in Aramaic, which is praklita, mm. And that is the curse ender, the oh. curse destroyer. Praise God. So, you know, Jesus might've been saying that in Aramaic, and they may have heard it in Greek, <laughs> you know. Well, but, but... the
1: curse ender that um, and curse destroyer, that, that agrees with what Isaiah said about the anointing. Which yeah. we see the word anointing is used synonymously with the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture. And in Isaiah, it says that the anointing destroys yokes of bondage. Right. And destroys them the the if you study it out it destroys them in a way that they cannot be repaired rebuilt or put back together praise god hallelujah
0: so i want to i want to go back to something we've been talking about for a couple of weeks so you know we said in christ in him through jesus those words in the new testament means in covenant mm-hmm. you know what they also mean when we say so Philippians chapter four, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word Christ is not Jesus's last name. No. The word Christ is the the anointed. Anointed. So I can do all things through the anointed. Yes. Who lives in me. Yes. Or the anointing on me, who strengthens me. I can do all things through the anointed. One, which is the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's who we're talking about. So I want to. I'm able. Yeah.
1: Because the Holy Spirit makes me able.
0: I'm able because the Holy Spirit makes me able. (laughs) Praise God.
1: (laughs) You know, think about this. Uh, Luke chapter four, Jesus comes into the synagogue, finds the place in Isaiah, and he reads what? The spirit of the Lord is on me. Yeah. Yeah. And because the spirit of the Lord is on me, he said, I'm able to do what? Open prison doors, open blind eyes, (laughs) set captives free, declare the acceptable year of the Lord. (laughs) Jesus demonstrates the way we are supposed to act able, the way we're supposed to access ability is by relying on and working in fellowship with the anointed one. The yeah. Holy Spirit are the, the, his, his anointing working in and through us. yeah praise God.
0: Glory to God. You know what I, I just uh, realized something that we're talking about the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the grace of our Lord Jesus, that is a fulfilled work, that is something that is done yes for me the love of god the father is a everlasting reality a constant a constant but the fellowship of the holy spirit is in present ongoing action yeah and that is what we find ourselves in so in this present age you know the covenant is already made the promises are readily available but the walking and the doing is here and now the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So we are able because of the finished work of Jesus, we are able because of the love of God, which endures and is everlasting. And we are now able because of the ongoing fellowship, the ongoing holding something together in common with the Holy Spirit as we walk. So Jesus settled the yes
1: for every promise that God made. Yes. We live in the constant of God's love. And then he, by his spirit, is my ability to walk through and receive every one of those promises.
0: Yeah. Praise God. So as we're
1: talking about Abel, I don't, I hope that you're getting as excited about this as I am. I want to talk about something practical about how we access this ability through the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit makes us able. Okay, so what is the what's the "how?" How do we make it practical? And um, I want to look at uh, you know, Proverbs chapter three. Uh, verses five and six. Do you have that where you can read that? Yeah, Um, just let me pull it up. This, you know, the book of Proverbs is uh, part of the wisdom literature in the Bible. And uh, the book of Proverbs is a good thing to read constantly. There are 31 Proverbs. There are 31 days in most months. And it's just a good practice to spend most days reading just one proverb and uh it will help you in fact uh the book of proverbs says the most important thing that you can get is wisdom and understanding mm-hmm. so let's look at proverbs chapter three. sure
0: absolutely yeah I'll, I'll read it before i do i just want to i want to mention this you know the fellowship of the holy spirit you know we're talking we're, talk, we're going to talk about two main points here and and the two main points is that we you know God makes us able through the Holy Spirit in two ways. This is through wisdom and through power, mm-hmm. and we, we find you know this pattern in Scripture across the Bible, which you know we're, we're going to look at this right now. So I'm going to read Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. But just keep that in mind that there there is there are elements, there are ways that the Holy Spirit works in us to make us able. Yeah. So it says this: trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. So
1: there's a promise there. We've been talking about promises. We know that this promise applies to us. Because it's already settled. Every promise is yes and amen. In Christ. In covenant. What are we talking about here? We're talking about wisdom. And understanding. And. We're we're gonna also talk about power. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Right? He He will uh, you know He will make great, He will make the promise of God reality. The wisdom of God is necessary to apply the power of God. That's right. And so if we want to talk about ability, the the key is in having his wisdom. And we see this in the way Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1, for example. He prayed for what? A spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Him who The anointed one. He prayed, Paul prayed for the church that they would have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the anointed one. Why? Because their ability, that church's ability, the people that make up that church, if they're going to access that ability, it's going to come, spring forth. It's going to start from a place of wisdom. Because wisdom will tell us how to apply God's supernatural power.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I mean, the way the way I see it, wisdom and obedience to His wisdom gets us into the right place. Yes. And when we're in that place, the power of God is present there. Yeah. So there are two elements. I mean, you know, we have to respond to wisdom in order to see power. We have to be able to, you know, do what Proverbs three says. You know with trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So sometimes your own understanding tells you, take this job, it pays well. The wisdom of God says, don't take this job because I have something better for you in three weeks. Yes. And the fact is you're not gonna meet what God had for you if you did what your own understanding told you to do. That's a very trivial example, but you can see that in more situations
1: well i mean most of us uh most of us here uh have um diesel power generators either in the building somewhere that we live or within walking distance you know near some uh ishtarak yeah these uh diesel generators it's a diesel motor that's turning a uh an electric generator uh It has different moving parts and then, uh, some output, you know, uh, if you know what you're doing, you can take electricity from that and power your home and turn the lights on and, uh, have electricity. If you don't know what you're doing, (laughs) you can electrocute yourself. Right. And, um, being exposed to great power without wisdom of how it works and how to apply it is dangerous. It is the opposite of ability. Right. So you can, you, can be, you can be exposed to great power and find yourself in a place where it's actually harmful. So wisdom, this is a, this is a verse in Proverbs, wisdom is the principal thing. The the ability to do something necessitates the wisdom
0: of how to do it. Right. Yeah, you can apply all the power you want in the wrong place and that might hurt. Yeah. Right, like you said. You know, there's something else about wisdom that really stands out to me. So, again, going back to John chapter 16, you know, that you just referred to at the very beginning. uh, Verse 13 says... However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Yeah. So there are things I simply could not do in my own intelligence or my own understanding. He will tell you things to come. He's making a way for you in the future. So Psalm 139 says that he goes before you and he comes. He protects you from yes. behind. You yes. know? I really like the passion translation says that he goes into your future and makes a way for you. And then he circles you from behind to protect you from the mistakes of your past. Glory to God. You know, I really like that. That's awesome. But what we see here is that wisdom and operating in that wisdom gives us ability for things that we don't even know that will happen and yes. that need to happen. Yes. And I see that so often in my life that, you know, the Lord has already started to prepare something in my future that I didn't know that I needed, but I met it there. You know, I met that ability there.
1: That, that is key right there. You walking the path of wisdom, Proverbs chapter three, that verse, um, walking the path of wisdom puts you in line to encounter the enablements necessary to accomplish everything that God's called you to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, our key scripture, God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always have all sufficiency in all things. Where is that going to happen? In God's plan for me and That's you. That's right. When is that going to happen? Well, it's available to me now. I just have to get in his plan. How is it going to happen? The how is according to his wisdom. So I need to look to him and the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead me into his provision. He's going to lead me into his ability.
0: Praise God. So once he leads us there, then that's where we see him and his power yes. in operation. And I wanna, I wanna move forward, and I wanna say, you know, I wanna talk about some verses about power and the power of God. So, Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty says this: Now to him who is able, hold on, what? A- able. Abel. Nice. I like that word. That's uh, that's our series. He is <laughs> able. That's right. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think so that's able towards me yeah so he makes me able and he does exceedingly abundantly above what i asked or thought according to don't, the miss power, that.
1: don't miss that see yeah. he's this is a this applies to me personally this applies to yeah. you personally he's able to do more than you more than me that's Could right. ask or think
0: for me, for you. That's right. And the, the last part of this verse, it says, according to the power that works in us. So let's go back to the subject of fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's not that the power is working to us. It's not that the power is working around us. It's the power that works in us because we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know what that means? It means that God is able right now to do these things
1: because He, the Holy Spirit, He lives in me right now. That's right. I don't have to wait for something from the outside. My answer is on the inside.
0: Praise God. Praise God. You know what else He said in, in John 15, which is amazing, really stands out to me? You can go on and read so many passages of scripture. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's just, it's just so powerful, you know? And he says this, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. Yes. So at this point, it's not us negotiating for things to happen. This power is working in us this power is available to us and this power power is appointed or decreed by him for us. So we see that he chose us and in us, he is demonstrating and working his power so that we would bear fruit, so that the fruit that we bear. So when we say fruit, what does it mean in this context? It means the the results of your work, the effectiveness that you have. That's what it means. And so he appointed us that we might be effective and that our works would effectively carry out because of the power that is already decreed by him because he chose us. Glory to God. So that goes back to 2 Corinthians 9, 8, where we may abound to every good work it's exactly the same thing so by his power we can abound to every good work you know we we're just talking about these things and, and we brought up these two ideas wisdom and power but i want to i want to show you how effective that looks like in an example in the bible there is no better example than when we see jesus in his earthly ministry he was emptied of all power he lived as a man yeah in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit making him able to do what God called him to do on this earth. So this goes back to the same point. And we see this, he said these two things, you you know, this is what made Jesus so effective. These two things, wisdom and power, let me show you. He said, in John chapter 12, verse 49, I only say what I hear the Father say. That is the wisdom of God Operating in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And then in John 5, 19, he says, I only do what I see the father do. That is the power of God operating in him through the Holy Spirit. These two things, the wisdom of God operating in Jesus and the power of God operating in Jesus through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit made Jesus the most effective minister, the most effective person while he was on earth. Yes. And He did that, he was able to do that because of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit.
1: Glory to God. Praise God. That's excellent.
0: Praise God. Effectiveness
1: is found in exercising our God-given ability. Yeah. Not what I can figure out on my own, but standing in my covenant relationship exercising the promises of God according to wisdom and relying on his power to make me able. Glory to God. Praise God.
0: You know, we see an example, uh, and this is something again, that we can go back to and discuss in our grow groups, but we see an example of the Holy Spirit leading the people of God through wisdom and power in 2 Chronicles chapter 20.
1: It's an excellent example, and I, I really look forward to this in, in the GROW groups uh, to discuss it because um, this also highlights how the wisdom of God uh, doesn't necessarily agree with the wisdom of man. Right. And when we talk about, um, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about God making us able. Uh, in finances, sometimes the natural wisdom, uh, seems to contradict what God's word says, but here it's, you know, every promise works the same faith works the same in every area. And so whatever, uh, whatever promise, uh, that's backed up by the covenant that is already a yes and an amen from the Lord, it all works the same here. This is a this a, it's just a beautiful illustration.
0: Yeah, uh, it is. It's super powerful. Actually, so so what's actually happening is that there is a you know, this is the land of Judah, mm-hmm. and they have a king called King Jehoshaphat. And which is fun to say. It's it's fun to say. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't name my son that today, <laughs> but um it's an interesting story, and basically we see that there is a Uh, an army coming from Syria, much bigger than their army, like much stronger, well organized, totally outmatched. And what happens is they don't panic and freak out. You know, they don't, they don't run away. What they do is, is in verse three, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. So at this point they stop and they're like, okay, Let's go back to our source. Yeah. You know, if he, if anything is going to help us, he's going to make us able to get through this. Yeah. Right. So, going, I'm using the able language because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and at some point, that's what they're doing. They come together in as, as an assembly, they're seeking the Lord, they're all together in one place. And then it says this in verse 14 Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah. That's a lot of sons. You certainly know who this guy was. (laughs) A Levite of the sons of Asaph, sorry, I'm not done. (laughs) In the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. That's a famous scripture. Yeah. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up up the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. I like that. That's, that's what we just saw in, in, in John 16, 13. He will tell you things to come.
1: Yeah. What, right. what are we looking at here? We're looking at wisdom. This is wisdom. what's going to happen. Right. So this is how you should respond. Yeah. And and you see here, access to access to God's ability starts with... Let's find out what the wisdom is. That's let's, right. That's let's so find good. out what his wisdom is. Now they now they have a path. They have a way to go.
0: That's right. So right now they're receiving the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen. This is what you should do. This is what you should not do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so let me go on and read that. You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O oh, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. So that's his wisdom. And then on and on we, we, we go down and we read that they do what the Lord says. They go out, they stand still. They don't try to fight in their own strength. You know, they don't run away. <laughs> they just stand still, they do what he says. And you know, in verse 22, it says, now, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, we can learn from that. Yeah. You know, sorry, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Yeah. So the wisdom of the Holy Spirit was in operation. And then we see the power of God working through the Holy Spirit in operation. And God made them able. To withstand that huge army coming against them, praise God. Praise God. You know, uh, I love that illustration
1: because it's so um, it so demonstrates what we're trying to uh, kind of mark out here for this series. Able, uh, we can see in Scripture that God has made us able. How did He make us able? Through Jesus, through the Father. And through the Holy Spirit. How are we going to see his ability in our life? It starts with getting wisdom, seeking wisdom. Lord, what what should I do in this situation? What should I do then? And we're going to talk more about this in our grow groups. But as we we wrap this up today, um, I just, because uh, Gilbert, you shared this story. I just want to add this bit of encouragement to parents um gilbert do you know the first time i heard this bible story when was it i was six years old my dad taught uh told me this bible story and of course he told it to me you know like you would talk to a six-year-old did he rename jehoshaphat the Jim or something no <laughs> uh no but I think he did name like the horses or something in the story. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh we he I remember and I, I won't go through it, but he told me the whole story. I every time I read it today, I still remember the way he told me the story when I was six. And the, the takeaway. From uh, from him telling the story is I came away thinking, well, it doesn't matter what. I face because God is always going to make me able to win. <laughs> Praise God. So, you know, that was the like, that's that was my takeaway. This huge army is coming. And in spite of this huge army is coming, uh, God is going to make it so that uh, the people of God don't even have to fight. Well, I'm part of the people of God. So when I face a a huge army which you know as a six-year-old whatever that meant to me that it just locked in my head this is this means that i'm bringing that up because uh we should not discount uh children's ability to receive <laughs> spiritual truths and instead we really want to share these things, not just among ourselves, but with with our kids. Those of you that have uh, those of you that have children, you, you see your child playing, you know, they're pretending they're they're doing all, you know, kids stuff. And you think, oh, well, they're not really interested in what happened with Jehoshaphat and the Moabites. Well, maybe if you put it like that, maybe not. But the truth in that they are that's right <laughs> and yeah not just they are but they'll receive it and it'll mark the way they walk through life praise god <laughs> so <laughs> as you were as you were telling me that i mean as you were just sharing that illustration i just i remember that um and i there are so many things like that for me is just the way I learned it as a kid. We don't want to wait for our children to grow up and then, oh, wait, this is in the Bible? No, Hmm. it should be just programmed in, for lack of a better word, that, ah, God is able to make me able to stand up against anything. Yeah. Because... Of the covenant promises because of the love of God and because of the, the fellowship, the working together with the Holy Spirit. He's working with us to make us able to see and to know what to do and how to do it. Praise God. And he supplies the wisdom, the insight, and the ability.
0: Glory to God. <laughs> we could keep going for hours, but we're running out of time for yeah. our, our series. You know, the good news is that we're not done with able. We're not done. Next month we're talking about able too. Able this, to? This month we're talking about able through. Next month we're talking about able too. that's a hint. Yeah. And uh, I really, you know, if there's one thing you can take away from this, take this away. The Bible says that God is able. And that means the Bible also says that you are able. Yes. You are able to accomplish everything that God called you to accomplish and more. And more. There is an overflow for you. abundantly above. That's right. There's an overflow that you're supposed to operate from. Like it's supposed to spill out from you. And that spillover is what you're supposed to use to bless others with once your cup is full. So having talked about all the things we talked about, I want to say... The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. We love you and we
1: look forward to our next time on the podcast. God bless you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And, if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.